0: That is a duel from Hill has done it again. What a goal by K Hill! Thompson. Yeah. Five goals to Archie. the league
1: champion
2: On 11-16 SEA. The Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to The Four
3: Diego's on 1116 SCN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a Wednesday night. Barmy, Warren, it's uh, damn hot. It's uh, a hot What's night. the... No,
0: no, I was going to say... <laughs> Jeez, you came in loud and clear then. No, no, I was just going to say, where, where's, the, where's the crossover from Barmy into really hot?
3: Well, I think now this is... Uh, okay, this is, uh, no worries.
0: V- Vini Venezuela, welcome to you. Good
3: evening, uh, Rodrigo. How everyone? Yeah, we've heard from Warren and Carlos. Welcome to you. You're back.
4: Good evening to you guys. Uh, Warren, I'm still getting text messages from people complaining about your performance on Saturday night. Referees are texting me. Uh, fans were texting me, te- texting me. In fact, the referees called for a referee town hall meeting on Monday night, specifically to make a point of your performance on uh, Saturday night. Can I say something? I've
0: got, uh, I've got.
5: Can we stop to you, Warren? Can we
4: no, stop no, you? No, I've got
0: something to say. Look, what's wrong? In hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, in hindsight, and see, this is this is where I'm bigger than most Melbourne Victory fans. This is me being bigger than some of the people that rang up and gave me some advice on the SMS and phone. Look. The clarification for your referee friends that you met at the town hall meeting, mm. okay? Is, they, they called the town. Yeah, they, yes. they called the town hall meeting. <laughs> and I, I apologise if I've offended the referees. I, I am ignorant of whether the decision is correct or not. That is long, along with thousands and thousands of thousands of fans. So I'd say to you, I, I apologise for being ignorant to your referees. Yep. But if the rule is difficult to clarify mm. and is grey and some of the luminaries of the game have described it as a very grey area i think you may have even described the offside off passive active whether you're in it offside is a grey area if it is a grey area it needs to be fixed we're well, of that's course all talking about
3: melbourne victory's winning goal again but i apologize uh, City, i'm um, apologizing
0: in general well
3: oh, there you go warren wow <laughs> i don't it's
5: know what to say it's not clear
3: now. i suppose that's not a good thing when you're on radio hey um <laughs> Thanks to Finey, of course. Uh, Finey's back tomorrow from seven, and of course uh, Zanna's. He Milne, was looking good. Zanna's tonight. Yeah, very yeah, sharp he was. tonight. Very, very, sharp, very sharp, sharp, tonight. and good radio too by the boys just before the Diego's. Hey, uh, big show tonight. We've got uh, Adrian Leia coming up very, very soon. We've got Mike McGrath from the UK a little bit later on. Uh, your text messages on zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Send us a text tonight, uh, Marie. Yeah, go Barisha says Marie already. <laughs> but uh, yes, Carlos. But uh, what's uh, a Getting your goat at the moment are you, are you indicating to me You want to say something
4: No not
0: really oh, right. no, no. I was just saying
4: Are we saying the Q&A Are you Rodrigo oh, yeah, Rodrigo Rodrigo, just...
0: Rodrigo Why do you automatically Allow him to speak No without... I, I thought he was just Talking to me It's no. um eight minutes past eleven
5: <laughs> Correct
3: Thank you very much Yeah a bit of disco Here on a Wednesday night Um it's, uh, I thought after 25 years, Rodrigo,
4: you would know that I would interrupt you yeah, if no, I was going no, no, to be, say something. I thought you were gesticulating <laughs> no, no, uh, there, Carlos.
5: Can I just go off song just for a little bit? I'm watching the, uh, the Raw game over yes. there in China. When I, when of I course, f- they're playing Shanghai
4: Shenhua in the knockout uh, of the Asian Champions League. And they're 1-0 up after 27 minutes. Good. goal. Cracking goal by Brandon Borello.
5: I say this respectfully, but is it just me? But when I say Maddie Mackay, I just think of a young Uncle Arthur. <laughs> so that's just you. Is it just me? It yeah. is. He,
3: he walks a bit like him. I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's pretty cranky, too, from time to time. <laughs> Sorry. Arthur was. Anyway. Of course,
4: you know, the background also with Shanghai Shenhua, they're the billionaires with Tevez playing for a million a million euro a week or whatever he's getting over there, plus some other big names. Uh, Obafemi Martins, yes, you might remember, remember him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great player there, especially for Newcastle United in the UK and a couple of other really good players. So, yeah. Giovanni Marino. Yes, uh, Brisbane doing well. very well there at the moment. Are they
5: like Neymar where at halftime they swap sh- shirts because <laughs> people have, t- have tapped up the shirt? You yeah.
4: know what I mean? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You would have three or four Tevez's shirts. Yep, ready to go. He, he, gives them, he gives
5: them away. Is, like he, is he
0: making that money? Yeah. If he's been tapped up to give the shirt away. Yeah. No,
5: he's up, no, but he's just been locked into, you know, Carlos, yeah. can I have. Yeah. Carlos, posso avere your strip or your shirt, Because he wouldn't speak much English. Yeah.
3: We'll keep you up to date on the scores uh, during this hour, of course. So, as Carlos said in the 25th minute, it's uh, Brisbane 1, Shanghai, Shenhua 0. Hey, let's start by uh, obviously, um, Buzanis, the Melbourne uh, City goalkeeper, was given a five week uh, suspension or five match suspension. For um, his uh, tirade on mm. uh, Bessard Berisha, and um, so he made uh, some some uh, well, well of statements him a that, yeah, some statements that are considered yep. uh, racially uh, racial vilification. So yes, Warren.
0: Can I, I? was just going to say. I mean, he got five for the comments. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I didn't give him a bonus for just behaving in an absolutely ridiculous manner. I mean, yep. I said this on Saturday night, and I'll say it again. When you've just saved the. What's the ultimate? What's the ultimate way of ex, of expressing superiority over a field player as a goalkeeper? And that's to save a penalty. Yeah. He saved the penalty. In the end, that's all you need to do, isn't it? To basically demonstrate a level of superiority. He then went and carried on like a pork chop. Now, yeah. it's not the first time they give him Dean, three more is- weeks for being an, an
4: idiot. It, it surprises me with his pedigree. I mean, the guy was picked up at a, a young year. age. He's having yeah. a fantastic year too. Yeah, absolutely. He's really has turned his career around completely after a couple of years after having to leave Liverpool and being described by Gerard Houllier, I remember in those days, as the best young keeper in the world when they had him there. And there was a big, uh, big raps on the guy. And so he's been at classy football institutions. He's played in some, you know. Obviously, professional yeah, outfits absolutely you know where you behave yourself and you and there's a bit of class about how you go about it and for him in front of 35,000 people on saturday night to be openly calling someone a gypsy but
0: the other stuff is the
4: gesticulation and yeah, the, no, and but the, I was going to say but oh. we've had we, there's other other coaches John Lewissey and I don't there it was it may have been Graham Arnold I'm not sure when uh, they both complained about his behavior after Melbourne City had scored goals against them and where he'd run up to the bench, mm. and uh, and just you know the bombastic, um, you know over the top celebrations in front of people, almost provoking them. Uh, where's that come from? I don't understand for a bloke who's got his pedigree, for a bloke who now has a career to be proud of. And I think, as I said in the green room, he would he wouldn't be too far away in being in Ange Coglu's thoughts. Now he's a young keeper. He can distribute the ball. He's got that's elite, what Ange wants. Yeah, elite distribution. Uh, the, you said the, the penalty save. That was a strong hand yep. going down to his right. I mean, that's mm. a really great save he, he made on the weekend. You know, what happens to these people when they think they're playing in a local park?
0: And know? ultimately, to me, he's out for five weeks. Sorensen comes in, the best second goalkeeper in, in the world, competition, In world football. Probably. <laughs> well, and I he, think and Sorenson... he plays well. And Bazanis, to me... There's no automatic getting back in after five weeks. I mean, it's, there's nine games to go. Yeah. Five weeks. I hope that he has to work hard to reclaim his spot if it's his spot. He's a loss, like, along
5: with a lot of players, that's but a, just can't a, condone yeah. it. Sorensen probably planted the seed of training, you know, like <laughs> just said that, the, the odd word every now and then and yep. just thinking it'll yep. come out, it'll and come out. I'll get, I'll get five games in yep. a row if, we, if, he, if he actually... Takes the bait. <laughs>
4: Dean Vizanis isn't the player I know. I don't know him personally, uh, but it's unfortunate that he's a bloke who would have his character judged on what he did on Saturday yep, night, and true. what he's done in the past. Now he probably doesn't deserve that. And he's, he's probably, probably not like that. He's probably a, the loveliest guy out there. He's probably mm. a really good teammate. He's got a, he's probably got a great personality and all that sort of stuff. But that sort of stuff people judge you on. Yeah, they do. Now, he and deserves it's, it's a six. second. He deserves a second chance, by does. the way. And he he was really remorseful. They, you know, I was watching the news tonight, and uh, ABC were at the FFA offices. Uh, it was almost like the old tribunal in the, in the VFL. They had someone there at the offices, and they had Dean Buzanis gotten the mic straight away and he said, this is something I'll never do again. I'm really, really sorry. I've, I've apologised to Bess Berisha and uh, and he's got to move on now. But he was really, really contrite about what happened.
3: Well, the FFA actually, in handing down their decision in the written form, um, noted that uh, the way Dean Bazanis and... Um, Melbourne City uh, yep. dealt with the situation was uh, was appropriate and, and uh, so they gave them some serious props for that. So you you got a you got a glimpse into the type of guy that he is mm. by yep. by what you saw today on on the TV and also by the statements that were made you know after that.
4: But, and, uh, and also congratulations to Melbourne City. The next day. They had a press release right. out saying he not did the good wrong enough. thing. Yep. Yeah, not good enough. This is not what that club stands for. He will. He's a, He's he's very apologetic about what happened. He will apologise to the player and to the club and to the. You know. So Melbourne City, well done. There's no hiding mm. that sort of. You don't just stand by that sort of stuff. There's, there's no you hiding
5: know? it when it's at the derby and all well, the cameras are watching. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and it, the it, mic picks it you up. Not, it wasn't yeah. even
4: in that covering of the mouth or anything. Yes. It was just. Anyway, let's hope he's learned. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to judge Dean Bazanis on that. Uh, I kind of hope that he's learned something and uh, everyone
5: makes mistakes and hopefully he'll be right. It just shows how much Berisha gets in your head. If you're Berisha, <laughs> you're, you're probably feeling good about that too because, uh, I mean, Barisha gives it out as well and, and, and cops a lot, but uh, you'd, you'd have a little bit of ascendancy mm. if
3: you, you, you're best. As we go to the break, uh, Vinny Venezuela, Brisbane 1, Shanghai Shenhua nil in the 30th minute over there in the Asian Cup uh, qualifier the Asian Champions League rather qualifier Um, coming up right after this break it's Sue on FC uh, Gun, Adrian Lair this is the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN Melbourne's home of football
2: football is like a religion to me I worship the ball and treat it like a god too many players think of a football as something to kick they should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty, but strangely arousing Pele moment by the Four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday
0: night. As Warren said earlier, it's uh, pretty hot outside. No, you so say, I said balmy. you said hot. Well, I think it's... And, I, and I'm the weatherman of the Diego, Actually, so I'm accurate. Warren's more clammy than yeah. balmy. Well, clammy and barmy are kind of <laughs> related, aren't they? <laughs> no, that's,
3: that, that's not a...
0: That's do not you want a to sledge. do the weather?
3: That's not a sledge towards you. If you want you. to
0: do the weather, <laughs> that's, that's fine with that's me, really but I described, really, it, I described it as balmy, and that's what it's going to be. We'll talk
3: about... Um, We'll talk about uh, the W League final uh, very, very soon. But um, but what about um, all the other players that do, I know? We're talking about Melbourne City a bit after the. Uh, it's a bit of the uh, hmm. you know the outcome. And I don't know whether we're going to have a team a Rodrigo, who's If you like, missing? well, this is what this is what we're talking I'll about. I'll pick so the team. Bruno Fornaroli yep. out. Tim Cale. Um,
0: He'll Luke, replace Fornaroli. Luke Bratton. Oh, Tim Kale's out as uh, well. Tim, you well, got a week yeah, for that. Tim Cale got a week. Seriously, a red knew card. You know that. that rule. He knew that. I thought Chris Beath would have rescinded it after he looked at the way he <laughs> behaved. <way>, <laughs> well, so Manny muskets oh, he out, said, Osama
3: Malik and Fernando Fernando Brandan I've got on the list yeah, here, well, I a list here. You know what I one. would
0: have given him an internal club suspension for <laughs> Trying the toys out of the cot that yeah. led to the first goal. Did you see that, you Carlos? Gonna, I thought you were going to suggest having, giving him an internal examination. Did you see <laughs> that, Carlos? Did you, I know you were, doing, you were at the town hall meeting. Yeah. Did you see him when he had his pickpocket, I don't know what he did, but <laughs> yeah. Marco Rojas yeah. took the ball off him. Yep. Brandan thought he was fouled. Yep. And literally, he lay on the ground, tapping the ground in, and then it led to the goal. Look, I know you're going to miss seven players.
4: We can still but- win. No, you can't win. You can't win this week. No, there's, I wasn't going to go down that. that
0: we can. That
4: You're missing it's seven players, but I gun. would much prefer, as a, a bloke who, who thinks the game's the winner all the time, I don't yeah, barrack yeah. for Melbourne City or Melbourne <laughs> Victory. But for me, I'd rather have nasty players mm-hmm. who don't mind clocking up the cards. Uh, than soft. Uh, yeah, than soft,
0: yep. lame. Brittle. So you would have liked my performance on Saturday night, yeah. In terms of, absolutely. I I'd put it out there, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah but rather no, than no, being I, soft, no,
4: but I, I mean, really, the heartache of being soft and lame, the way Hart used to be, and in the early days of City, I'd rather have mm. scratches, kicks, yellow cards, red cards, abusing referees. I want them to play on the edge yep. because it means something to them.
5: The thing I'll say about Brandan, and I said it on Saturday night as well, and I he is he does. Play for the he does and milk it cost things. Us. He does milk things, but he's he's a good he's a handy player. He's a good player, and you should be trying to sort of sort of mould him into something else, Warren. Instead of your your harsh words that probably make him sort of withdraw into his little rat, uh, my rat, harsh rat-tang. my harsh words. Shell yeah, you know you, you're a bit bit hard on him for a Melbourne City fan. Yeah, well, I just think that in that
0: moment in time, he needed to be better. Mm. He needed to be on his feet tackling Marco Rojas that would have led to a goal. Look. The, the team, the remnants of a good team. I want to see Collazo play right up the top as a striker. Bruce Kamau. He you might. know, there's, there's opportunities here. Caceres. Um, no, you can't win. You can't win. <laughs> we can win.
4: You can shuffle the guys. This is a Titanic this weekend. You can shuffle the chairs all over the place. You're not going to win this weekend.
3: that's uh, Carlos uh, laying it on the line. Uh, Brisbane at the moment, given given that uh, Melbourne City are playing uh, Brisbane, uh, 1-0 up against uh, Shanghai Shenhua. I don't think
0: that's a good enough name for Shanghai Shenhua. Shouldn't they just be called the billionaires or something? (laughs) Hey, as
3: advertised, uh, we have uh, succeeded in uh, tracking down Adrian Leia and the former Melbourne Victory skipper joins us now. G'day, Adrian, and welcome to the show. Good evening, guys. How are you? Yes, that's the voice we wanted to hear. We're very well. <laughs> Rodrigo Rodriguez here. Vinnie Venezuela's here as well. Warren and Carlos. Now you're at Suwon FC, Adrian. We've seen you on on uh, Fox Sports a few times this year. When in your you know, when you had a bit of a break. Um, how, how do how do we find you? How are things going over there in the uh, K League Challenge League? Yeah, it's um. I mean, last
1: year it was, it was pretty interesting for me and. Uh, you know, this time last year I was I was back in China and, and that all um was coming to an end and then um within the space of three or four days I, I found myself in Korea and a new challenge and um unfortunately last year we got relegated so um from that perspective it was quite disappointing but from a footballing perspective and um a new experience I, I really enjoyed it and 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 now, you know, although we're in the second division it's um I, I'm still looking forward to the season and, and hopefully we can go straight back up.
4: Adrian, it's Carlos. Uh, you and Bruce Jidde were recruited uh, to Suwon you know, in the latter part of the season so they could try and avoid relegation. Now, one of my favourite movies is Pulp Fiction, and <laughs> when they get Mr. Wolf in to fix things, <laughs> like the fixers. Did you feel like you were the fixers uh, when you came in? I'm not sure, was that six or seven games to go, wasn't it, or halfway through the season? Would that be right? Yeah, from the Bruce
1: came in sort of mid-season. Yep. Um, so I suppose he was—he was the one who was mixed, Mr. Fix it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just talking in the background um, No, so he um, look—he scored—he scored a couple of goals and did well. But unfortunately, we—you know—we we pushed them until the last day and, and, and fell at the final hurdle. And um, to, to be honest, just to look back at it, and, and, and we are—we were by far the smallest team in the league, and, and a lot of the time we did punch about our weight. So. Um, look, it was Brisbane just scored their second. By the way, so yeah, you know, yeah,
4: yeah, no, we're watching oh, I was just about, oh, just about <laughs> to tell Sorry, you buddy. that. Could you tell us about um, the goal there, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> Talk us through the goal, mate. they sort of
1: celebrating. <laughs> That's fantastic. They're, yeah. they're, they're obviously doing well. So, um, look, no, um, you know, it's unfortunate we just missed out on staying up, and uh, it's good that we've both stayed on and, and both our families have been together, which which makes the whole process a little easier.
5: Adrian, Vinny Venezuela here. I've got a, I've got a derby question. You've been, we've just obviously had the Melbourne derby and it was quite a heated affair and you've been involved in several Melbourne derbies, obviously. How do you, how do you sort of build up to the fervour around a derby? And when you join a new club, do you sort of get caught up in any sort of a competitive streak that, that that club has with a particular, you know, the, its derby opponent? Um, look, I think,
1: you know, being, you know, I'm, I'm Melbourne Victory through and through and, um, you know, I will, I will be for the rest of my life. And I think when, you know, when Melbourne, when Melbourne City came on board, initially heart, um, you know, the fanfare around, it was huge. And uh, the derby has just kept evolving and evolving. And, and especially, you know, last week, the way the match ended. And, um, you know, it's they're starting to, you know, one of the biggest problems with the A-League, we don't have the history, but we're starting to develop that history, and um, it, it's a huge rivalry. There's, there's no two ways about it, and, and you want you, you want to be the big dog in town, and you want to be your cross-town rival. And um, you know what happened the other night? You know it was disappointing. Um, what was actually said, but um, sometimes when, when you're in the heat of the moment, you're in battle, you're fighting for your life, you're fighting for your career, you're fighting for. You know your football club. Um, you know sometimes certain things you do overstep the mark, and I, I can understand it. But also, I'm, I'm pleased that the FFA has drawn a line in the sand and um, you know suspended Zanis for for his actions. But um, look, it's it's a it's a tough one. It's a, it's a competitive sport. It's, it's it's like you said, the the derby, the, the adrenaline starts flowing, and and um, there's a lot of pride on the line. So so these things can happen.
5: So at Suwon. Like, are you pumped up? Who do you hate? Who does Suwon hate? <laughs> Who's the mortal enemy of Suwon that that now you hate?
1: Yeah, well, it's, well we we've got a Suwon Samsung's our um, our big derby, and 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 that was the first time the two teams have ever played against each other. So it was um look, it was, it was a big occasion, it was a special occasion. But uh, in Korea, it's it's a, it's a little different. The way it's approached, it's more. Um, you know, respecting career is massive and um you know, you have to show a huge amount of respect to whoever your opponent, opponent is and uh, while while both teams wanted to, to, to win, um, especially for the fans, it didn't have the same feel as, as what it did to to the to the Melbourne derby and derbies I've played in before. So um I think that's more a cultural thing, not not necessarily a you know, a, a rivalry thing.
0: Um, Adrian Warren here, and I'm going to ask you a, a local question before I ask you my international question on the swing through. Um, the swing. I'm Melbourne City through and through, but I'm, I think I know the answer to this. I personally want to do things to Barisha when I'm watching him <laughs> that I shouldn't, and my mum would be very ashamed of me for wanting to do, but I respect him immensely as a player. Now, you've played with and against him. You're probably going to tell me he's the greatest bloke of all time but did he ever try to suck you in on the training paddock, just like he seems to suck in every defender playing in the A League?
1: Oh, look, he's a he's a special case, and, and and Bruce and I were actually having this conversation the other day about you know players you see you see on the television, you see them, you play against them even, and and you you leave you leave the match with this this opinion of them, which isn't um, you know it's not their true true nature or the true character off the pit. Another one's Muskie. A lot of people despise Muskie and, and, you know, you meet him off the pitch and um, you spent some time with him and he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So it's, um, you, you know, it's, it's hard to understand what these guys are actually like and, and you come back to Bess and, and, and when he played for Brisbane Raw, we had some we had some massive battles and um, you know, one time I busted his collarbone and, and I tried to apologise after the game and he, he gave me the, you know, the, you know, just just ignored me completely, and um, so I wasn't sure how he would accept me when he came to Melbourne Victory. But um, but we got on, we got on really well, and we were probably I was probably one of the closest ones to him in the dressing room, and um, you know, one of the first ones to go out with him when he arrived, and he still appreciates that today. So. He's, he's a fantastic guy, and and I can see why you you would think those things because he's he's a passionate <laughs> guy and he puts everything on the line out on the pitch.
5: Uh, yeah. I, oh sorry, Adrian, again, just while we're on Bess, I, I'm I'm from the uh, the defenders should take penalties school of thought on the Diego's, <laughs> and Bess is obviously a striker, and he's he's missed his third, right? You were a captain of victory. I reckon you could take a decent penalty. Where do you sit on the, is it time to change the penalty strike? Who takes a penalties um, bench? Like, where are you on that one?
1: Well, well, well Boxy received a text as soon as he missed it, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But Broxy's a very good penalty taker, and, and, and my advice to him was to
4: the word, and it's time to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ada, you mentioned that uh, that you've obviously been a year in uh, a forgettable year in China, and you've gone to Korea. There was something I read the other day that Maddie Mackay uh, had uh, again, uh, probably similar to you, not such a great time in China. But when he went to Korea, he absolutely loved it. Uh, what what is the difference between the two? Um, I'm not saying that you had the same experiences, uh, or you know, you, you might not have the same reason to love Korea compared to China, but. What what is the difference? I mean, people outside from Australia would probably think, well, it's all Asia and there it wouldn't be too much difference. But is there a difference with the way they go about their football there?
1: Yeah, look, I I didn't have a, a bad experience in China. I, I actually really enjoyed it, and um, look, it was a huge eye opener. Um, you know, football perspective, life perspective, probably more than anything was was amazing. And um, the way the way it turned out, there's a few changes in Chinese football. You know, you've seen it happen to a number of Aussie players. Um, but I, I mean, I really enjoyed coming to Korea, where the intensity is very high. Again, um, in China, it tends to be they're a little they're a little bit lazy. Um, the training is as intense as what we used to in Australia, and then. You know, you come to Korea and it's probably excessive, the training. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's chalk and cheese going you know, from, from China to Korea. But, um, it's something I have really enjoyed and, and I feel fortunate that I've been able to experience these different cultures and, and what I've learned from those different cultures is huge. And it's probably, you know, developed my understanding of, um, you know, the, the way the way the Chinese act, the way the Koreans act, and, and probably opened up my mind to, to the rest of the world. So, you know, for me and my family, it's been an incredible experience. And, um, you know, i may that continue.
0: I was going to ask you, Adrian, that was sort of my question that Carlos had. I wonder if that, if that perception of Australian football being physical, really direct, confrontational almost, and then we often thought of Asian football as being highly technical, up-tempo, short passing game... Is that still true in terms of the way the game's actually played in these countries or is there a, a melding of the different styles and is Australia perhaps becoming slightly more technical and we probably undervalue that component or is that really still staying true? No, look, I
1: think individually the, the technical ability over here, I, I think is higher. Um but back home, I think the way we're coached and the, and the education that players receive from you know, you look, you look through the A League, you look, the and tactically, the A League is a really good league. And, um, and I'm probably, I probably think was doing well tonight because they'd be tactically, you know, ready for that game against, against a huge club. So uh, for me, Korea it probably suits my style a little more because it is it is quite physical, it's fast. You know, you do get your, your smaller, quicker players who can cause you a bit of trouble, but um, they also they also don't mind being quite direct, and um, and, I, and I enjoy that as well. So, um, to be honest, I've enjoyed the football more in Korea. Uh, it's, it's harder in Korea, um, but it's also a lot more enjoyable if you know what I mean.
4: Now, Adrian, we've noticed that when you come back on holidays, uh, you get snapped up by Fox Sports and you're looking pretty good on TV as a bit of a pundit uh, there before the game and at time. But I did notice that uh, as much as you're cool as a cucumber and you're really articulate, when Kevin Muscat came before the game, you had to go and ask uh, some hard questions to your, to your previous coach. What was that like? It seemed like you were going to water when you're asking those questions, mate, because... He's an intimidating guy. I know you said he's a lovely guy off the pitch, but he was in game mode. Yeah. No, he's
1: uh, he's not easy. You know, it's, it's a really experience for because I've never really spoke to him on that level before, and especially in front of a live camera. Um, and then with trying I think I did the game in line. I was mid interview with with, uh, with Mark Jones from Newcastle, and he's dealing with me, you know, behind the scenes, and while a lot, a lot the cameras were in, I was on, obviously. So it's. Uh, It made things difficult, but look, um, especially you know, he's 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 a different beast when it's when it's game time. Like you said, like it's it's, he's in the zone. He's um, he's a winner. He's passionate. He's he he works um, you know twenty four seven for that football club and 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 wants to be successful as a coach. And um, you know, I've seen firsthand him progress from being a player to a coach, and the amount of effort he's taken him to put into up to that level, and, um, you know, that's why he's been successful to date, and and that's why I think you'll have a lot of success as a coach in the future.
4: One last one before we let you go, mate. We know you are a Dubbo boy. You grew up in Dubbo, but you played a lot of your junior football in the Geelong region. I think your your parents moved to Janjuk when you were quite young. Um, Now, of course, there's big talk about uh, the Victoria Patriots, a consortium that's going to put its hand up for an A-League licence in 2018. Tell us about the region, and can they sustain... Uh, a football club in the A League. Yeah, look,
1: it's it's a good it's a good time. It's an interesting time for, for the A League, and, and you know expansion is needed. I think there's no no two ways about that. And um, you know Geelong is a very good option, and I, I think now um, you know Steve Hulbert's obviously the, the face behind it at the moment, and I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes. But you know now the time we need to find the investors and need to. To, to do the research and, and see if it's sustainable. You know, we don't we don't want to go down the path of a, of a Gold Coast or a North Queensland Fury again, where, um, you know, where where they weren't ready for for an A-League team as simple as that. And, and you know, my as long as the FFA does their research and, and the people behind the club, if they long were to get a club, um, do their research, and, and and you know, we'll have the support of the community. I think. You know, it's it, it a viable option. Um but uh you know, going to a small place like um like Geelong is is it gonna be similar to Central Coast? That, that's probably my biggest worry. Um but I'm sure, you know, these guys, Steve Horvath wouldn't be putting the time into it and doing all these things if you didn't think it would work. So being from Geelong, I know the community would get behind it. Um they're so you know the support that they show the Geelong Cats is immense, is and and they do enjoy their sport. They love their sport, and um, and it needs Geelong needs uh, another sporting team, and 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 um, is it the right move now? I'm not sure if it if straight away, but uh, in the future, I think I can definitely see a Geelong team joining the A League at some point.
0: Um, inaugural captain and yeah, marquee. Absolutely, that sounds good, doesn't it, Adrian? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: don't know about Marquee. Oh, no, we'll make no, you a No, marquee. no, we're, we're your agents. We'll be we'll be negotiating the Marquee <laughs> right. wages.
5: We'll, we'll get you to be to mayor. We can make you mayor of Geelong, mate. Oh, right,
1: we'll take all of that. If you make your Marquee, you can have 20% of our wages,
4: so there you go. We usually take 30, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We'll do you a deal. 28 and a yeah. half. <laughs>
1: Sounds good, boys.
3: We'll talk about it. Soon. <laughs> Adrian, mate, it's really been really good talking to you. Uh, always good to, to get your thoughts on the game. And um, hey, uh, thanks for joining us tonight and say good day to Bruce for us. Yeah, we'll have
4: him in a couple of weeks, yeah, mate. We will. <laughs> will do,
3: boys.
1: Thank
4: you very
3: much. Good on you. Talk to you soon. There's Adrian Leia, um, former captain of Melbourne Victory and uh, good friend of the Diego's, playing at Su-1 FC in the K League Challenge. Time to take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's Homer Sport.
2: How much do you feel the game? Do you feel it like Brazilian commentators do? <laughs> Eleven sixteen. Sen the four Diego's. And tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best On Plumbing,
3: and the Northern Football Academy at uh, St Monica's College in Epping. Thanks to our sponsors, as always. Um, hey uh, guys, there's uh, the W League Grand Final is happening this weekend on yep. Sunday. Actually, at seven thirty at NIB Stadium between Perth Glory. And Melbourne City. I watched this. Uh, I watched the Canberra United Melbourne City game, um, and I've got to say it was a really entertaining game. It yeah, was more.
0: I, look, I found it. I found it an excellent standard. And I mean, I actually found. I mean, women's sport is going gangbusters at the moment. And I mean, one thing I will say: who would have said that two years ago? You could have sat down on a Sunday afternoon and watched live women's sport from four o'clock. Till ten thirty, like you did on Sunday night with mm. the the, du- the women's W going into the W League semi final. You mean AFL W the AFL W, w into yeah. the A League semi final? I mean, quite and, and incredible, and, and it being watchable. Oh, more than watchable. Yeah. It was it, it mean, was entertaining.
4: The athletes. It, there's a contest. Yep. they're skillful, and what I love about the girls, the women. Okay. Just in case I oh, get, no, that we, we'll, we'll yet. get that text. We'll get that text. What I love about the
0: women <laughs> is they're so grateful that they're suddenly on the, on the big stage. There's a spirit in which they yeah. play, a mutual respect. And the Canberra-Melbourne City game was pretty... You're feisty at times, and it was highly competitive. Well, didn't didn't Knock uh, Lisa out. Devana throw an elbow yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa, place? who played in the yeah. premiership side last she year. She too. was really yeah. fired and yeah. very emotional at the end of the game when she lost. And anyone who saw the goal from uh, Jess Fishwick... Fishlock. 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 Sorry. I knew that was You've right. You've been a Fishwick yeah. a few times, too, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> on the way out of Canberra. Um, it, was a, it was an outside-of-the-boot yeah. volley that led to... All round, it was a really good game. And in some ways, with the heat of Canberra, that being played at night to give the girls the best opportunity, I actually think showcased the game even more than what it would have been if it was on before the Central Coast Adelaide game as it was planned. And I think they made a huge error a couple of weeks ago with the W League game in the last round where the girls were meant to play in, in horrible conditions. And I think they've got to respect... The, the product and, and the game a little bit more myself. Well, well to that
3: point, Warren, the big elephant in the room of women's uh, sport, or women's football, let's call it, is the fact that the AFLW um, obviously debuted at the weekend to unbelievable yep. success. Really. We have to say the fact that, you know, there were 20, 25,000 people at princess park, icon park um, mm. on Friday. Uh, the television ratings were unbelievable. Uh, we we're in the middle of a league, uh, W league finals. Um, and, you know, you saw stadiums that, um, in Canberra that uh, were fairly empty. Yep. Um, obviously, only on Fox Sports. But, um, you know, I take the view, and there's been a lot of talk around, you know, um, the AFLW being a massive threat to, you know, competitions like the W League, the, mm. you know, cricket, netball and, and other women's sport. I actually take the view that, well, maybe, maybe for a few players, but I think, I think other sports, given that the AFL's got so much mm. money, to to dish around and you know on promotion, I actually think it's an opportunity for other sports to not necessarily just follow the AFL's lead, but actually it, it's been a good kick in the backside for the FFA. I've got to say to to actually start saying, well, you know, we've got a really good product. The
4: quality of W mm.
3: League football is outstanding,
4: but it's more than you know. By the way, the big reason for what happened that the the um the excitement around the AFLW and the the crowds that rocked up all weekend, and the fact that every show on every radio station, every TV, every newspaper had, you know, a, a yeah. wash with the, the players and the AFL. I said this on Francis Lee's show today. The AFL football family, they all got together to embrace this. Well, there was a real it's feeling not, that it was a momentous occasion. Yeah, yeah, but it and was, it was, a, it, like it, was it was a celebration from everyone. Uh, and there's a, like I said, there's a real respect by the players themselves and a real gratitude uh, that they were placed on the big stage for the first time. So I don't know. I just don't know whether, and this is a little bit of, you know, negativity towards our own cohort of fans and people in our soccer family, a football family. Uh, I don't know whether if we gave the same exposure to W League players and we're through the same amount of money, whether we'd get 25,000 people at an a W League game. I, I,
0: just don't, I just don't think we would get I it. I think a lot, some of that is historical allegiance. And, I mean, the simple fact in Victoria, for the W League teams, Melbourne Victory and Melbourne City, to get that many people there, you've got to actually cross the, the border of historical allegiance. Now, but, you, give a, you put a Collingwood women's team in, you're going to get a fair amount of Collingwood fans yeah. supporting that team simply because... the Melbourne Victory have got 30,000
4: members. Yeah. Why can't they I mean, get 10,000 people at their women's game? That's a good point. So what I'm saying is fo- football or soccer has got to mature and understand
0: what we have here. We've got real value in, hmm. the, in the W League. And overall... Right at the moment, it's a better standard in terms of the level in which the game yeah. of choice is chosen so, than the so women's so it's AFL. it's not
4: only the amount of marketing dollars that the AFL throw at or the amount of media compliance that they have everywhere because there's AFL football lovers everywhere in the media. Uh, it's not only that. It's the whole game supporting it. And we don't get that in football, soccer. We haven't seen it. Uh, there's a lot of like for those for W League and the Matildas, but there's not a lot of love where you want to go and watch them play in big numbers.
5: I think at the moment with the with the women's footy, it, it's it is there, there's a curiosity thing, and I think people. It's the physicality of it that probably got people also wanting to know whether the girls can match it. And the fact that they've translated it really effectively uh, is adding to its popularity, whether it can sustain itself over the long haul. I don't know. Uh, I I mean, I wish them well. They're great athletes, as we've said. And I think that with the W League, it's got a different history. Girls, women have been playing football for a long time, as world football for a long time. And there's been, you know, forays into World Cups and stuff. So, I don't know, we, we were probably, the football, the world football family were, is different and, I don't know, disparate compared to the concentrations that you get in the AFL.
3: Being thrust into the mainstream doesn't hurt mm. from yep. day one as well. Yep. So, you know, that, that's what's happened to the AFLW. But uh, looking forward to the W League Grand Final between Perth Glory and Melbourne City on Sunday at 7.30 at NIB Stadium. Let's take another quick break and come back with uh, Mike McGrath from the UK right after this on the Fort Diego's on 11.16 SCN, Melbourne's Home of Sport
2: we can't win at home and we can't win on the road my problem as coach is that I can't think of another place to play this has been a sad coaching moment by the four Diego's on 1116 SEN the four Diego's Thanks for joining us on the Fortiagos on 11.16 sixteen
3: SEN Melbourne's home of sport.
0: Warren. I was just going to be Mike and ask a question.
3: Oh, well, we're still trying to get Mike. Well, uh, while we're trying, can, yes.
0: I ask, can I ask Carlos a question? Sure, as if, No. Okay, yes. Mike. Carlos. <laughs> am I Mike, am I? Yeah, Claudio, Claudio Ranieri. Yep. Is he under any real pressure? Is Mike there?
4: No, 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 keep going. Okay, okay. sorry. Question. Uh, no, no, they've, uh, <laughs> they've actually given him a kiss of death, haven't Isn't they? Isn't that the ironclad guarantee yeah. they've given him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's not going to be sacked. Could they get relegated,
0: Carlos? Look, he
4: deserves, he deserves to be given the rest of the season for what he's done for that club, even if he takes them down. That's, that's, well, gee. That's the cost of what they need to do to respect this guy. Mm. Now, to tell you the truth, I don't know how much of a hand he played in last year's win. I think it was a momentum that club built. I've, I often sit down and think about what Leicester did last season. It was momentum. It was just that the chemistry at the time. Uh, it was the vibe. It was Marbo. All those sort of <laughs> things that Warren always talks about. Dennis Denudo. Yeah, and no one can explain it because everyone tried to replicate it, and even and Leicester's trying to replicate it. Now it's not working. So they could realistically go down. They've been pretty poor and... Uh, they can't and, win at home. That's but, the big yeah, thing this yeah, season. They, yeah, they haven't been able yeah. to find a way to win at home. And Vardy's not scoring the goals that he mm. was last season. Uh, that can't Mahrez say, was a big... Yeah, uh, Mahrez is yes. uh, a, a guy that's not playing well at the moment. And uh, losing Kante, he's probably the best player yeah. at Chelsea at the moment. So, yeah.
5: Do you think uh, someone like Vardy will will go somewhere else next?
4: I think, look, if you remember, remember he knocked back Arsenal. Arsenal, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, Not I'll, that I think he... I'm not sure what he... Uh, look... Who could speculate about how good he would have been for Arsenal? He's not that, that their type of player, but he may have been. He may have been really good for them. Who knows? It
0: diff- would be a different play. Next question for Mike. Yeah, I mean, me, Carlos. Me, well, well me, just, me. just just
3: uh, for our listeners, of course. Uh, Mike uh, press conference. Press conference. Yes. Uh, yeah, Harry no, Redknapp joined. Yeah, conference. Jose
4: Mourinho will not ever let him use his mobile phone in the press conference. <laughs> <That's right>. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, Carlos. <laughs> He got the best Mike, record. Oh, Mike,
4: Mike, sorry for the sun. Do
0: He's got the, sun. the best record over the last two years of managers against the top half a dozen teams, and yet Liverpool have lost five games this season. Four of them have been to teams that have been in the in relegation positions at the time they have played them. Now they play without width. They have massive possession, but really have been impotent. Even I mean, Mane's come back, but in the month of January they've won one in ten. Is he? Is he a one-trick pony or is it quality of players and will he be able to get through it once he gets the complete group that he wants? Or is there a sense that he's going to have to look at the way that the team plays, particularly when he's going to difficult places in England, which are probably harder to play than difficult places in Germany, for instance.
4: That's right. Re- Warren, for you, that was a really good question.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really
4: good question. Because there's a lot of criticism of uh, Klopp in, in the UK right now about being only having a plan A and not having a plan B. It's all about hard work. It's all about the collective. It's all about just working your guts out. But sometimes you can get outworked, and, and that's what's happened. I mean, when Hull City beat you, At home? Yep. Uh, You know, unfortunately, you've got a dodgy goalkeeper who every second game wants to, you know, Simon Mignolet wants to muck up, and that's what he did on the weekend. Um, You know, they're now measuring his his record, Klopp's record against Brendan Rodgers, and it's no different. Yep. Could you believe that after all the hype around Klopp? So um, I'm not sure. This is a real test for him, too, because he's at the right club, by the way, because Dortmund he built around this excitement, fans, players, everyone playing for each other, this... And he can, he can match the Bayern Munichs of the world because of that you know the collective, that spirit that they used to engender. Hard work and playing for and each the fans other. And fans yeah, building a absolutely. tumultuous yeah, yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, and, and Liverpool's exactly that club. But he perhaps doesn't have the right players to, to sustain that for a long time. You've got to remember, the Germans also have a winter's break. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's a
0: good breather when you're playing that type of football. Yeah. And England don't. They, in fact, they go harder over Christmas. And the strange thing is they turn up at Anfield this week to play Tottenham and you'd probably give them a better than even chance of actually beating a team like Tottenham. Yet the insipid nature of Bournemouth, um, particularly Hull on the weekend. And to me, and this is not a question to you, Mike Carlos, this is more <laughs> of a statement, the naivety in which they're being defended and then being counter-attacked, in particular by the bottom teams who are just sitting back, playing narrow, stopping them there, and not worrying about the total possession. And then just beating them on the break with the vulnerability of Mignolet in goal, which is probably the biggest thing they've got to sort out. Because he bought in Kraus and mm. um, Kouris, sorry, and
5: hasn't made a difference. So it's an interesting Thing. Just in random associated Liverpool news, man of chalk, Jibril uh, Sissé, <laughs> has retired. <laughs> has he? Oh, has yeah, he? Yeah, so the, the man who brought the Pope mobile onto yeah, the world yeah. football mm. pitch mm. because of his, his war wounds, yep. he's going I've to be got, a DJ.
0: I've got the Jibril Sissé pitcher on my wall at home, you know, if they won that FA Cup after beating West Ham... Stephen G. and no, it's, it's on the roof of
4: your bedroom. No, no, it's not in the roof yeah, of my yeah, bedroom. Yeah. It's
0: now out in the pool room. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's apparently at the
4: press conference, Vinny, had both arms and legs <laughs> plastered. Plastered, <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: He was almost like
4: uh, yeah. the birdies, you know? Yeah, yeah that's right. You yeah, know, wheel him out in the chalky wheelchair. Chalky bone thing, didn't yeah, right. he? he and
0: and, and Arsene Wenger, Mike? He's got to go soon, hasn't he?
4: Mike Carlos? Well, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain apparently uh, sent out a tweet liking someone's who said Wenger should be out. They didn't retract it, obviously, but you can't retract a tweet. That That's goes out it to uh, for this week's show. Thank you very much, boys. Hey, thanks
3: to Carl, our uh, panel-op extraordinaire. Um, Pedro on the see panel. You soon. That's it for this week's show. It's still 2-0 in uh, Shanghai, Shenhua, Brisbane are in front in the 58th minute. So remember,
4: Cardalosh. Where reporter in, girls hang out, we'll, we'll be there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la Bumba, we'll, we'll be there. Wherever
5: there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there.
3: there. We are the 48ers. Ole!